0: How to Tell Stories to Children is a biweekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silka Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are
1: the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children.
0: Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you Awaken to the storyteller within.
1: We appreciate your support. You can find our children's stories, exclusive tutorials, live Q and A's, and more benefits on our Patreon page at patreon.com/slash How to Tell Stories to Children, or by visiting our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com.
0: Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today.
1: Welcome, dear listeners. I invite you today to join me in this podcast and explore how to tell stories to children around the spring equinox and Easter. This is a special time of the year and marks an ending and a beginning. For many of us, winter has been long and we yearn for warmth and blossoming trees, flowers and the long-awaited change. In my kindergarten, I would sing songs and tell stories about King Winter, who gets ready to depart so that Lady Spring can arrive. Personalizing the seasons helps the young child to build a relationship with it. I will give you more ideas how to create seasonal treasures and give you a story example. You will find more resources and information on our website, www.howtotellstoriestochildren.com podcast. If you would like to just hear the story, you can scroll down to the bottom and just listen and let yourself be inspired to retell or create your own story. You may also watch your child listening to my story and see what aspects of the story bring excitement and joy or questions. This allows you to pick up on those elements and integrate them into your own homemade story. Stories can be like little chicks that hatch from an egg. It's pure magic when we see it happen. Perhaps you can hatch a story with your child. Thank you for listening. King Winter be gone, soon come at the spring, the ice is a-breaking, the flowers a-waking, and green groweth each thing. We are ready to tell King Winter to depart. It's almost March 21st, the time of spring equinox. Sometimes when winter is coming to an end, we are just getting so ready for it to depart. But there is still the chance of a late frost. And when that happens, I tell the children that King Winter has sent his messenger Jack Frost to tell us how much he loved it here. And he's not quite ready to be gone yet. Perhaps he has a message for Lady Spring. Perhaps he really likes her because she's so beautiful. The inner connections of the seasons can become alive in our story and help us to cope with the disappointment of the frozen flowers or the frozen blossoms on the trees. We try to help the children to face these moments in a way that does not put judgment and has disappointment rule the day. Nature has her way. Perhaps we can learn to protect some plants with a cloth on a cold frost night. Spring equinox is the time of balance between death and life, dark and light. The egg, the rabbit, wheatgrass, flowers blooming from bulbs planted in the fall are all elements that can be woven into a story. Imagine your story as an Easter basket. What will you put into it? Can it help us to reconnect to nature and bring that joy and sweetness that we often associate with the chocolate bunnies? Can our stories become so sweet that we want to eat them? How are we holding the element of the fragility that these eggs have? The egg has to die in order for the chick to be born. In it lies the message of rebirth and life that continues. You will find a video about a chicken and eggs on our website. If you do not have chickens, you can watch this simple video with your child and I will tell also a little story with it. Now let us take this egg and turn it into a spring Easter decoration. This egg is also not fertilized and Mama Hen laid it for us just to eat. So once we ask the chicken for the egg, we will take it and carefully bring it into the house. And of course, you can also go to the store and buy a dozen of eggs. I find that the organic eggs have harder shells and that means they don't break so easily. Now, you may wash these eggs carefully under the warm water. Now place them on a cloth. And take a needle or a pin and carefully drill a small hole on the top and on the bottom. If you have a longer stick like a shish kebab stick or a knitting needle, you can carefully stir up the egg yolk inside the egg before blowing it out. Now hold the egg carefully over a bowl and blow into the top hole and out comes the egg white in the egg yolk which you can use for baking or making scrambled eggs. It might not be easy to blow the egg out, and if that's the case, you got to stir it up again and give it one more try. And yes, you do have to put your mouth on the egg, and it might be a little bit gooey, but no worries about it. That's the fun part. Now let's go back to the sink and rinse out the egg. Isn't it amazing? We were able to blow out an egg, and now we have the shell. And we get to decorate it. And it didn't even break. Well, after all, the eggs are the messages from Lady Spring. Just imagine they are like an envelope that holds a message, a letter. She wants us to know that she is here and that she wants to stay for the next three months. Now, what colors are going to be in her garden? Perhaps red tulips, yellow daffodils? Definitely green grass. What about some purple grape hyacinths or pink crocuses? When we look at these plants that are growing in the springtime, it helps the children to picture the flowers and uh, picture the colors that they want to decorate their egg with. I oftentimes just choose a few colors for the younger children. So if I have uh, my three to six-year-old children, I oftentimes ask them to pick three colors. So you might want to pick the red tulip and the yellow daffodil and the purple grape hyacinth. And then we will use these colors to paint our egg. So first we put the egg on a long thin stick or a knitting needle And start painting it either in one color or the other colors of the rainbow. And you will notice that the egg will start to like roll around on that stick or the knitting needle. So you can also put it inside of an egg carton. Just poke a little hole and put that stick in there and then the egg will sit in the egg carton and you can paint it. The color should be well mixed and not too watery. Now once we have the whole egg colored with our precious color, it might look like a red tulip and we can let it dry. What do you think? Was that fun? Perhaps you want to blow out another egg or a few more and you could make one of each color and you can even make a rainbow egg or you can drip wax from colorful birthday candles on the egg as well. If you have markers you might want to Draw a little picture on the egg. All these different ways to decorate an egg. And you might even find a way that I don't even know about. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You can have your own egg painting discovery. Now once the eggs are dried, you take a toothpick and you break it in half. Tie a string around it with a loop that makes a hanger. The toothpick gets inserted in one of the small holes. You can poke it straight down, and once inside the egg, it will turn horizontal with the string. There will be a loop out on the top. And if you need to use a glue gun to make sure it stays attached, and perhaps a bead, you can do that too. Carefully hang the egg on a branch or an indoor plant. I like to gather pussy willows for my egg trees. Perhaps you have some in your surroundings or ask one of the trees in your garden if you can have a branch to put into a vase for a spring festival. And if you live in a city and you don't have any trees nearby, maybe you can walk to a nearby park and see if there is a tree that would be willing to give you a branch. Sometimes the spring wind blows branches down from the trees and you can look underneath the tree and you will probably find one. You can say thank you to that tree and thank you, Brother Wind. When I do these activities, I bring these elements also of Lady Spring or the colors into the activity so it doesn't become too abstract. So the magic of the story is part of the activity. Now, Lady Spring is just so excited that we will celebrate and uh, perhaps we can even bake a special sweetbread that is round like the earth because she loves the earth. She loves it when things grow everywhere. After all, she represents new life. We can sprout wheat berries and enjoy fresh grass on our table. We can also dig up a little grass from outside and put it into half of an eggshell, which looks really fun. And you can even water it and pretend that you have a fairy garden. There are many ways we can bring spring also into the house and onto our table. It actually will continuously inspire stories throughout the springtime. Now in my story I will incorporate King Winter to acknowledge the ending of the season and because he also represents the death and the dying and it's time for him to depart. Then I bring in the animal kingdom through the rabbit, and the rabbit is always a messenger because Lady Spring needs an animal that's very quick, but is also quiet and gentle and will not scare her little children that are the little seed babies under the ground or the little bulbs that are laying asleep. So I'm always picturing that this messenger, he knows how to go quietly. And that ties very much also into Easter egg hunts, why the rabbits are usually out and about hiding the eggs, and they do it quietly. And so it's just like spring when a little grass grows or a little flower. It happens so silently. And so it also actually invites us to become more attentive. So springtime not only awakens the the flowers, but it awakens us to be more attentive. And all of a sudden also it gives us this responsibility to caretake these little plants. In the high desert where I live, we need to water them, otherwise they won't survive. Sometimes we even have to shade them from the sun. So I invite you to be present to your surroundings and see what kind of signs does spring have to offer outside of your home in nature, in the nearby park, on the mountain trail or on the bicycle trail, wherever you go. I invite you to look once more, look with new eyes and look for signs of spring and experience that joy that the children will have Is that. And so I'm going to give you a sample story of how to tell a spring equinox story and an easter story i will combine the two and i ask you again to listen in and see what works for you and find that celebration within this joy of like oh it's springtime and perhaps as adults remember how that was when we were little children how wonderful it was to find that first flower the first snowdrop precious gifts can be very small. (laughs) Your presence and your story will be the gift I hope you can take away from this podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope you will enjoy the attached videos and story that you will find on our website www.howtotellstoriestochildren.com slash podcast. Thank you. And have a happy spring and a wonderful equinox, and may new life sprout all around you. The Magic Egg King Winter had ruled the land for a long time. He had walked all over the mountains, and made sure they were covered with snow. The trees were heavy. Oh, they started to groan. Oh, the snow is getting heavy. We are ready for spring to come. The little prook was frozen. The ice fairies were so happy, but they also were happy too. Think about putting on new spring dresses and just become water fairies again. It was a little lighter being a water fairy. Now there was a little blade of grass underneath the ground, and it said, oh, I wish I could grow. Dear Mother Earth, can I grow? But she said, no, no, you cannot grow. You must wait until King Winter has departed the land. Lady Spring has to arrive. You wait until it's time. Otherwise Jack Frost will be sent, and then would be your end. Oh, said the little blade of grass, but it is so hard to wait. You can do it, said the Earth's mother. Lady Spring was on her way. She had sent some messengers, some little birds over the mountain to see whether people were getting ready for her arrival. After all, she had put on her most beautiful dress, and she had made sure that all the planned children would have new, lovely clothing. She wanted to celebrate the arrival, for an arrival is always special. It's like a baby being born. Of course you would want to prepare. Well, Dear children, in the village, the children were preparing by cleaning their houses, sweeping, cleaning their windows, and calling to King Winter, King Winter, begone, begone! be gone, soon comes Lady Spring, she is going to come and bring the plant children, the little crocuses and the lilies, the daffodillies, we are so excited. But there was grandmother sitting on a bench, and she said, Dear children, make sure to thank King Winter too. Do not just chase him away, but bid him farewell in a good way. He is old like me. The children looked at grandmother who sat on the bench and said, Oh, we love you, grandmother. And then they turned and said, We love you, King Winter. And even the little blade of grass said, I love you, King Winter. Now, it happened that in that village where the children were cleaning their house, there was a chicken coop. And in that chicken coop there lived an old hen named Bertha. Bertha said, Oh, I hear it's time for King Winter to depart. You know what that means? We don't know what that means, said the young chickens that had not yet seen one spring. They were born in the summertime and did not know what she was talking about. Well, that means, said Bertha, it's time for us to lay Easter eggs. Easter eggs, said the other chickens. Why should we lay Easter eggs? Well, because soon Lady Spring will send Bunny, her messenger, to collect them so that people on the earth wake up, and remember it's springtime, it's time to tend the land. Oh, said the other chickens, hurry, hurry, maybe we'll lay two eggs a day. Bertha said, that would be very fine, I know Lady Spring would appreciate it, and when the bunny comes, we have to be ready, for he still needs to bring him to the painter's. For we can't lay colorful eggs. That's the work of someone else to do. We lay our white and brown eggs. All the chickens were very proud. They felt they had a very important job to do. They went, And they laid their eggs with so much joy. For it was just, of course, a very, very honorable thing to do. You got to lay an egg for Lady Spring and for the rabbit. And because of us, the humans will know it's springtime, because of us, said the chickens, because of us, they were so proud of themselves. And before you knew it, there came a rabbit that came by. It was a mama rabbit, and she said, Oh, Bertha, Bertha, it's time for Easter soon. I will need the eggs. And Bertha made a frown and said, Well, don't you think I know? I'm old enough. I remember. We've done that for many years now. That's right, said the rabbit. Bertha, I think you're the oldest chicken around. I'm glad you're teaching the young chickens when it's time to lay the Easter eggs. Bunny Mama had brought a basket. She put in all the eggs that she could carry and took them to the fairies. The fairies had prepared themselves when they dyed their capes, their petals, all red and purple and all the colors that they hold inside that you first won't see when the flower grows. They had little painting pots and they had little brushes, and each fairy painted the eggs. The tulip fairy painted one red, and she said, Everybody who will see this beautiful red egg will know that. They shall have the strength and beauty that I have. Well, said the little purple ray fairy, I will paint mine purple, and everyone who will see my egg will know of gentleness and kindness. Well, said Daffodilly fairy, everyone who sees my golden egg shall know of joy and laughter. Oh, said the little blue crocus, everybody who sees my blue egg will remember how precious water is. The fairies talked among themselves because they knew that their colors had a special strength to them. And they also knew that for some of the old people that had lived on the earth for a long time, that these colors would bring so much joy and remind the old people of their own childhood it was a special time. Lady Spring was about to arrive. It was March 21st. The children all dressed up in their nice clothing, and the fairies put out the baskets with the beautiful colored eggs. And the rabbit said, don't just put them out like that. We need to hide them. Remember, every year we hide them because it's more precious when you get to find something. So Little Rabbit took the eggs and, before Lady Spring arrived, quickly ran and hid the eggs in the bushes, underneath the trees, some underneath a bench, all around on the ground. Little Rabbit was happy. Now she was going back to her own nest and have her own litter of babies, little babies for the new year. Lady Spring arrived. She was beautiful, all dressed in green. She had made a flower crown out of primroses, and with her came a lot of little fairies that were holding her gown. There was an old grandmother sweeping the dirt before her, and said, Lady Spring, make sure not to get your gown muddy. Oh, you're so kind, Grandmother Lady Spring said. You sit down. I'll call some of my helpers to do the sweeping. You get to rest. You have lived a long life. It's time for you to rest. Come sit down. I'll have some of my children sing a song to you. The grandmother gladly sat down and the children started to sing. Spring, is coming, spring is coming, flowers are coming too. Pansies, lilies, is now are coming too. Oh, grandmother was happy. But King Winter all of a sudden made his appearance. With him was Jack Frost. There was a cold breeze and a chill that came. And he said, Lady Spring, I am here. I'm not yet gone. Well, said Lady Spring, I am glad to see you. I came to bring you an offering of thanks for all the moisture you have brought with the snow, and also the frost that for sure was helping Mother Earth as well. It allowed her to rest deep inside. We are grateful to you, King Winter. But now we are ready to play, my children, I cannot hold them longer underneath the ground, they want to play. My friends, the butterflies and the bees, are ready to be out and about. Please, I ask you, be kind and keep Jack Frost in rain so he does not freeze too many of my beings. Well, Jack Frost has a way of his own, and sometimes I might have to come back and visit, I do love this land so much. Forgive me, but I will sometimes just have to make a short appearance. Well, I will call my fairies to be ready to chase you out once again if you linger too long, for now I rule the land, I have taken the seat, and Mother Earth surely could use my help. She can, and she does, and I appreciate you too, Lady Spring, said King Winter. After all, I feel rather old and need to go home now, until we meet again. So King Winter and Lady Spring bid each other farewell, acknowledged each other. And Lady Spring called out to all the beings around, whether it was humans or fairies or butterflies, come and dance with me, for it's that dance that brings joy to my heart. Round and round we shall dance. I will be here for so long that we can still do other dances, maypole dances, until summer comes and says hello. But let's enjoy our time together. Little Rabbit was happy. Easter was such a precious time. So was Purim. And in all different parts of the world, children celebrate a different thing. Mother Earth was happy, so was Lady Spring, and I hope that you are happy too, and perhaps you will create your own story, and I can't wait to hear what's inside your story, perhaps a butterfly, or a bee, or a rabbit, maybe King Winter is coming back, hmm, maybe Jack Frost, it's gonna be so wonderful. Thank you for listening. Goodbye now.
0: Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents across the world. A new edition is due out in over 50 countries from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021.
1: You can find children's stories from Silker Rose West and Joseph Saracy on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash children, as well as tutorials, live Q&As, Patreon perks and more or visit our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com.
0: A Story Village is a collection of children's stories by Silka Rose West, ages 3 to 7.
1: Joseph Saracy's Children's Stories, the Storytelling Loop, is for children ages 5 to 10.
0: Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today.